So welcome back. Um, I hope you're able to stay present with the practice, even when we disappear. You know, it's important that the practice uh, relies on your attention and not on our attention, because we will come and go a little bit. And uh, I wanted to speak a little bit about the the Brahma Viharas and and where they belong and uh, what they are and so on. So sometimes they're referred to as the Brahma Viharas and sometimes they're referred to as the Appamanas. So that's the the divine abidings, Brahma Vihara, or the immeasurables. And I said the tutor was pointing to that or guiding us in that in her meditation this morning that we're metta you know if we apply our mind in the right way metta can take us to this immeasurable state take the mind to, into uh, an immeasurable state in, in itself it is a, a quality that is expansive and uh, limitless so you know we tend to you know it's, it's quite for, for many people, maybe not for everyone, you know, the, our minds can, can stay within a, an idea of what it can do, you know, we can, in the sense of the personality and who I am and, and my world, and, <clears throat> and it can, we can limit uh, the potential of the mind. And also with our old habits, you know, we, we all learn strategies of survival growing up, and some of those have involved being defensive and or distracted or afraid or greedy or angry you know all of these things so these are uh, the um, strategies that we that the personality can use to to survive and then the, the what the buddha is pointing to is is this uh, this place of peace where there is no more need to struggle for survival where the mind and the heart and the body everything is just with things as they are and open to experience as it is and and as I said Chita mentioned in her guided meditation it, sometimes in order to get there we need to cultivate actively cultivate these wholesome qualities so we can't always just go straight to letting go. Even though letting go is the place of freedom. So we cultivate these wholesome qualities that uh, strengthen our mind in and heart, heart and mind, in, you know, in goodness, in, in beauty, in kindness, in compassion, in generosity, in patience. We strengthen our heart and mind in these qualities and then as those qualities get stronger we don't have the same need to be afraid or get angry or want to fill our life with lots of stuff in order to feel safe. So it's so the Brahma Viharas are a, a means of transforming our own 
heart and mind and body to some degree. They're on a somatic level. They're a way of transforming our own mind stream and as we transform our own minds and hearts it does relate directly to the way we are responding to life, the way we are manifesting in life and that directly affects the, you know, as we affect the world, that all of us are part, we all influence the world every moment of our life. And so it's like, how are we doing that? In what way are we influencing the world? So that with the Brahma Viharas, sister, she has to do it now, please. She has to do it. Yeah. Everybody spoke about it. So we have somebody sweeping on the roof right now, so you might not be able to hear them, but it, she has to do it. It's a time-sensitive thing. So uh, with the Brahma Viharas, um, we are not only transforming our own mind and the way we manifest in the world, but we're also influencing those around us. So if you're, if you're with somebody who's, who has a strong metta practice, it's, it's very pleasant. You can feel it, it's attractive, it's beautiful. You feel, you can relax, you know, the whole system relaxes. And then if you're with somebody who's very angry, then you might start to feel a bit tense and walk on eggshells around them, you know. So if you're with somebody very greedy, you might have a lot of fun for a while until it's not fun anymore, you know. So the Brahma Viharas are these, these, these transformative qualities of, of heart and mind and that we can all cultivate those. And it takes some effort. So, you know, for myself, when I first started to practice metta, I knew I needed to practice metta, but my heart didn't know how to do it. So it, it took a lot of work and it took a lot of persistence and patience and... Um, and effort. And, uh, and then eventually I, I was able to experience the, the transformation of the heart. It took, took a long time, took a lot of persistence. So if you're someone who, you know, you're all on this retreat and it is the Brahma Vihara retreat. Um, and, but if you're someone who finds those heart qualities difficult to access, just just keep working at it. Keep exploring. You know, keep following the guidance that's given. And we, you know, we, you have from three different perspectives here. We all have our slightly different ways of practicing the Brahma Viharas, practicing these heart qualities. So then you'll be able to try it this way, and then you'll be able to try it that way, and and see what actually works for you. And then once you find something that's working, stay with that and and really cultivate it. And, uh, you know, th the way we're, we're practicing here, because it's a meditation retreat, it's really developing that quality in the heart-mind. So it is an actual transformation of the heart and mind. And, uh, and yet it's also, you know, so that, um, when I'm saying heart, when I'm sort of touching my heart here, it's, it's, it's here in, the, in the, the heart space that is transformed through the through generating these qualities. But also the way we use our thinking mind is very important. So noticing when we're, you know, when there are thoughts of 
sensuality, thoughts of ill will, thoughts of wishing harm, noticing when those thoughts arise. So in the Noble Eightfold Path, the liberating path, the, the second fold of the path, right thought, is pointing to, you know, is, the, is our, are our thoughts leaning towards you know, sensuality or greed, um, hatred, or wishing harm on others, ill will, aversion, or, or are our thoughts leaning towards letting go? towards care, towards kindness. So when they're leaning in, in that direction, then we're aligned with the path. When they're leaning in the direction of letting go, kindness and care, then we're aligned with the path. And when, when our thoughts are leaning towards you know, resentment, ill will, uh, wishing harm on another, wanting to zone out or, or have lots of lovely things that to not have to be fully present with how things are right now then we're off the path in that moment so this is very important and I, I think we can underestimate the uh, importance of how we use our thinking mind so you know the Buddha is very clearly pointing us in the direction of cultivating these wholesome qualities of mind and from that, naturally, our speech is more aligned, our actions are more aligned. It, everything starts to line up when we get our mind in the right place. And, and things change, it's not, it's not um, just in a rational way, you know, I'll, I'll do this and then I'll get that result, but there is also quite unusual things can happen. It's like we open up a almost like we, we step into a different realm to some degree and we, we allow we allow life to respond differently or perhaps we respond differently to life perhaps that's more true and so our experience of life transforms and uh, so those four Brahma Viharas many of you will be familiar with them some people I'm not sure if you are or not so um, the first one is metta, which we've spoken about today, and that's the quality of kindness and friendliness, and, and it's like an unconditional, kind of quite a radiant, a warm, unconditional, friendly quality. And the second is uh, karuna, which is translated, in English often translated as compassion, I think the word compassion isn't isn't the best fit for for karuna. I don't think we have maybe quite the right word in English. Um, there's another Pali word anukampa, which means to tremble with, and that's maybe more fitting for compassion. So you feel the suffering of another. But uh, in the in the meditation practice, the quality of karuna is a wish to be free of any intention to harm. To be, to wish that may may this being and all beings be free from harm, or any intention to harm. So it's a kind of very quite a profound compassion actually, because it's not just, it's not like I'm well and I'm I'm feeling compassion for someone else who's not well, or I'm suffering with another, which in some ways is adding suffering to the world, but it's it's recognizing the potential of a of a human being, and wishing 
with deep love that they may be aligned with that potential that, they, that may, may I and may all beings not fall into that wish to harm others and may I and all beings be free from harm inflicted by others so it's this, this very beautiful intention and then the, the third of the Brahma Viharas is mudita and again, mudita is a word that doesn't uh, doesn't really have a, a, a fitting English translation. So some people will call it sympathetic joy. Some will call it. Uh, sometimes it's it's it's. I think in the chant that we do, we say gladness. Gladness is is not the a perfect translation. It's like maybe that feeling of gladness arises along with mudita. Um, some sometimes it will be uh, appreciative joy, or joy for the good fortune of others. I like appreciative joy. For me, that's a, a good fit because it can be for other people, but it can also be for you know just like the appreciation of uh, in, uh, going out into nature and seeing the beauty of nature. It's, it's this sense of like the heart uplifted, rejoicing in something that is that is good. And then uh, upeka, which is in English translation equanimity. Again, I am not sure about that translation. It's it covers part of the quality, but it also have a, has a certain aspect of balance. So sometimes equanimity, we can think like it's supposed to be equanimous. Everything's supposed to be kind of flat. <clears throat> Nothing. There's not supposed to be any ups and downs. But of course, life is full of ups and downs. You know. And our path, I like that imagery of a path, because you know, if any path that one might walk that isn't uh, made of concrete um, is going to be bumpy and muddy sometimes, and go up and down and have rocks, and you know, some of it's going to be easy and, and nice to walk on, some of it's going to be challenging, and that's that's how paths are out in the wilds. So uh, I like that image because I think that's the, the the spiritual path is like that. So it's not that we want the path to be all smooth and comfortable, or that we, uh, with upeka, we there's no there's no ups and downs. But it's more the the broader perspective. So one of the one of the ways you can translate upeka is to to have a bird's eye view. So you're seeing from a, a, a bigger perspective. You're still part of. You're still influenced by, but you're not thrown around by the circumstances of life and uh, so we're cultivating these qualities over these days strengthening them and uh, you know building on them little by little so it's important to have a look and see in yourself what's already strong you know what's your natural leaning so some people just spill over with mudita it's very very natural you know, it's just like bursts out there, and then some people that's a really hard one, you know, and and it, or it might be that, you know, through the challenges of life and your practice, metta has grown really strong, and then you can remember when it wasn't strong, and now, yeah, that it's it's accessible. You know, or, or karuna. The wish for all beings to be, in a way, safe from harm and from inflicting harm.
You know, so you can you can look inside and see where where is strong where are, which tendencies are are naturally strong in you, and which are more difficult to reach. And if they're all hard to reach, then you just start a little bit with the first one, and a little bit with the next one, a little bit with the next one, a little bit with the next one, and you just keep going. Because our hearts naturally, they do want to experience that love and that joy. It's almost like we have to find our way back to it. So if you so you don't need to get discouraged if you feel like oh I'm not getting anywhere or I can't do that one or just just even just a little bit just a little bit of metta a little bit of friendliness a little bit of little bit of warmth or karuna just a little bit of ex of like wishing may this may all beings be free from harm. So we can just do a little bit at a time. And, and also just to say that there are many different uh, meditation practices, particularly uh, around metta. So metta is, is the one that is most, um, that there are the most uh, meditation techniques uh, are available that I know of. And I asked the teacher again this morning mentioned about doing metta and being metta. So there are the doing practices, which are more like um, the the systematic practices of going through um, one's you know metta for oneself, metta for one's dear ones, metta for the indifferent person, for the enemy, and and then going through in those systematic ways. Or sometimes there are practices that are uh, going through regionally. You know this like this continent and that continent. There are different ways that people can practice metta. And that's like the doing, the doing metta aspect. And that's good. And also the phrases, if, you've, if you're used to using phrases, metta phrases, you can use those. And this is the doing metta. And, and, they, and one practices in that way in order to generate the quality here in the heart. And then once that quality is generated, we can move away from the doing and, and rest here in the direct experience of metta, the, the vibration, you could say, or the, the energy field of metta. And this is what we want to develop and cultivate over this time, is generating that field of metta, so that whoever, whatever enters that field, is enters into a place of metta. So it's going to be an exploration together over this time. And uh, enjoy, enjoy the journey. Who knows? He, I was thinking with, with a retreat when we go, the person who goes into a, a retreat and the person who comes out the other side, the other end, it may be some, maybe quite different. You never know. It is a transformative practice. So I just wanted to offer that this morning, and now we'll have uh, some time of sitting and walking meditation.